Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Melbourne Gospel Choir's new CD, Freedom, features Guy Sebastian and Marsha Hines, but the director, Judd Field, has a different message that he wants to convey using Melbourne Gospel Choir and its music, and that message is to help abolish slave trade. Judd, I was reading in 1833, on August 1, the Slavery Abolition Act ended slavery uh, in the British Empire, or that's what they were hoping anyway. And I mean, I think it's really amazing that it still happens in 2012. Exactly, and look, I think that's... um that's sort of the reason why we're doing this. Uh, we've realised the, the history of gospel music was actually born in that slave trade and they used to use a lot of those songs to, to uh, you know, give a message of how to get through the slave trade and um, I was just, you know, as we were preparing for this album, found out that there's more slaves right now in the world than the entire 400 years of the African slave trade. I saw a documentary a little while back that showed some slaves in the Amazon caught in this loop of slavery with these illegal loggers. And then one of the guys said he prayed for 15 years that they would be rescued. And then along comes the BBC to do this documentary and they took them out, it was amazing. Yeah, look, it's, there's so many stories. I think the more I get involved in it, the more my eyes are open to just some of the, the, the problems. I, I heard um, Tim Costello from World Vision just talking recently and he was saying, the problem that's going on in uh, Somalia at the moment, you know, where they have famine that's just so ongoing. He said, you know, with the, the tsunamis, it's a big thing. People donated heaps of money and they're able to immediately do something. The floods, you know, earthquakes, massive amounts raised and they could, they bang, they could do something. But he said the famine was like insidious. And he said, the first year the crops die, the second year the cattle die, and the third year, which they're in now, the children die. And he said, and it's, it's that sort of desperation and crazy poverty that leads a family to, to sell a child into slavery and to, to make the decision, I'll sell that child to save the rest of the family. And so now that child is in, in slavery and, you know, the, the lucky ones are, are polishing gems and, and, you know, making clothes. The unlucky ones are in some pretty hideous places that... Um, you know, and that often never seen again. And you're a business contract and the, the family signs this over and it's like bad credit card debt, you know, crazy interest rates that they'll never repay, that, that child will be gone forever, you know. And, and sometimes it's generations are stuck in the same cycle of, of um, you know, slavery. And it's just, I think the biggest thing for me was realising when I came back that I can actually do something. You know, I, I can go down to my shop when I'm buying my Christmas presents and ask the business, is this fair trade? And there's so much available fair trade, isn't there? I mean, it's not just coffee and it's not just chocolate. There's jewellery, there's clothing. World Vision actually petitioning different companies all the time. They, um, they'll, they'll find, you know, track that, that one particular company is, is using cotton from Uzbekistan. So they'll be pressuring that company to, to you know, change their, their policy on buying the cotton from Uzbekistan because Uzbekistan's using, you know, child labour and slave labour. So, you know, there's all these things that, um, you can, just a little thing we can put pressure on in our buying choices. There's a, a little card you can get to give out with your Christmas present. So when you buy a Christmas present for someone, you put this little card in that says, this present was bought and it's fair trade. You know, it's just something, so even in your gift giving, you can remind people that, uh, you know, we can all actually do something.
said in your experience, where did you actually go and see them? I spent um, a few days in Chennai um, and actually visited an AIDS clinic um, and just played with some kids on the floor blowing bubbles, um, you know, like I would with my own kids and, you know, passing the bubble from my finger to their finger and then watching that bubble uh, burst was um, a very moving experience and the orphans and, you know, kids with one kid's got AIDS and his sister doesn't have AIDS and both his parents have died and just heartbreaking situations. That was my first experience of the third world. It, it completely messed me up. And, um, and th then we went to Jaipur, which is northern India, and there's a lot of uh, slums and a lot of slave trade in there. And we actually went into this, it was a predominantly Muslim slum. And yeah, there was just a lot of slave labor in there and just, you know, watched the kids polishing the gems and, you know, fingers are all worn away. And then you go back to the hotel that night and, and see a beautiful gem necklace and you think, gee, that'd be nice to buy for my wife, but how, how can I buy it now? How can I buy it after watching that kid, you know? I know a single mother who is Vietnamese who lives with her extended family, her parents, and she operates as a dressmaker, you might say. What she does is she sews all the individual parts of a dress together to make the whole outfit. And all these pieces are lying on her bedroom floor. There'll be all the sleeves on this side, there'll be all the collars on that side, all the front parts of the dresses on this side. And she sews and sews all hours of the night and day. And she's paid 25 cents for each piece of clothing she puts together. Maybe she might get 75 cents if it's a more expensive piece of clothing. And these are for labels that are very well known in Australia and overseas. And then they turn around and sell them for like 20 bucks, 30 bucks, $100 in their shop. And this is happening in Melbourne. She lives in Melbourne. Exactly. And there's been cases of trafficking in our country as well. It's, um well, it's, it's leaked out everywhere, basically, and it's uh, it's insidious. And and there's even um, right through the Asian region, uh, I've been you know hearing some of the stories of the, um, especially in places like Cambodia, where they're right near the Thai border. The people are attracted to Thailand because it's got all the opportunities, and so someone will come across the border and, and effectively prime them and say, "Oh yeah, we've got these jobs across the border for you. You know, just come across and and we'll we'll um, we'll get you a job." and they go across the border, they're whisked into a van, and these are men. So these are men whisked into a van, gunpoint, taken onto a boat, and now they're at sea on a fishing boat, slaves. And, you know, they're, they're, they're trapped, they can't get off, they're, they're held there. And, um, you know, there's just so many, so many different ways that people are getting taken advantage of. And our only recourse of action is to actually analyse the, the trail of buying and make sure that that the people at the end of the line can guarantee where they're getting their stuff from. And uh, there's a number of ways, a number of groups that are accrediting and, and you know, following that and tracing it back. And, um, you know, as more people pressure businesses, the less that they, the business will actually be able to buy off these type of um, organisations that are taking advantage of people. I think it's amazing what you're doing with your music and bringing more awareness to it. And you know what I find interesting is people talk about how to find happiness, but you know, I think it's doing things like this that give us the real deep happiness that uh, we're looking for. Yeah, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And in the West we have so much materialism and so much stuff. Really, is anybody happy with all that stuff? They're never really happy and um, the chance to, to give to others 
um, is so much more fulfilling and so much more rewarding. And some of the choir members have been joining us on this journey and starting to get passionate about it. And one of the guys said the other day, you know, I didn't join the choir to fight poverty. He said, but now it feels like the only reason. You know, that, that sort of statement um, you know, speaks volumes for where the, where the choir's head's at. Judd, thanks for your time. My pleasure. I'm taller, stronger, I'm better than before. Judd Field from Melbourne Gospel Choir. The new CD, Freedom? Go to melbournegospelchoir.com or you can help through the salvos by calling 13 salvos and ask for the Human Anti-Trafficking Department. It's understandable then when we look at what goes on in the world why, almost 2,000 years ago, Paul wrote in the Book of Romans, All creation groans, as in the pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. You've got light and life.